From the Church of the Nazarene and Mesoamerica Genesis, you're listening to the Worthless Servants Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Worthless Servants Podcast. Oh, it's great to be back with you again. And we are here in Dominican Republic, but we're also in Barbados. So I think that uh, we need to introduce ourselves to you. I'm Scott Armstrong, but to my right is Natalie Franco. Hello, guys. Pastor Emily Armstrong to our left. <laughs> Pastor Emily Armstrong says hello. <laughs> well, I was trying something new. Um, <laughs> you threw me for one there. There you go. And Pastor Dario Richards all the way from Barbados. Hola. Oh, man. He is, he is just... He's enculturating. That's right. He wants to be a part of Dominican Republic today, too. <laughs> we are a podcast that touches on culture and missions and healthy church, and uh, it's a privilege to be with you, actually, today. We're going to touch on something that I think... Um, I don't know. I don't know if, if a lot of episodes uh, or a lot of podcasts have dealt with this, but the subject is humility, humility. And so we're going to just kind of talk. Remember, uh, we are missionaries and, uh, and we come at this from a kind of a cross-cultural standpoint uh, and perspective. But really, let's, let's kind of talk this out, guys. Who wants to start us? Uh, Natalie, uh, why do you think humility is important for, for any Christian, but, but especially us, we who are in ministry and cross-cultural ministry? Oh, lots of things. Um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind, it's like a missionary and someone, a Christian, depends 100% in God. And so every Christian, but like specifically like missionary, I can tell, it's important for, for us to know where God is calling us to minister. And so it takes humility for us to remain obedient to Him. Even if His plan change, we we remain obedient to right. what He wants for us. And so it takes humility for that. We have to be humble. Also, I think humble people have better relationship and it's important to build relationship because we are part of the same body. So it's important to build good relationship. And I think, let let, let me ask about this. So, so why do you feel like humble people have better relationships? I think because they are capable of accepting others as they are. Hmm. It's, like, I think I've seen that before and also um, work like a lot to repair and create a strong relationship. And also pretty much all the time, humble people prioritize others. And so they take care of others. They are always like putting themselves in third place, cut first, then their neighbor and then we. And so I think it helps a lot with relationship because we are taking care of others first. Also humble people. And I think every single Christian and every single leader needs this. We have to accept correction. And that's why also we are better leaders because we are open to hear constructive criticism. So it helps a leader to to hear from others, what can I do better? Um, and humble people can be, I think we can be better leaders because we're open to hear from everybody. It really does require humility to say I was wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, and to, and to say, or I think I still am right, but I understand the value of the relationship, which is what you were saying is so important that I do want to hear your perspective, right? Dario, uh, as you think of the word humility, um, and and you think of all of your uh, ministry uh, on a local level around the world, um, why is this perhaps underrated, (laughs) Um, not talked about very often, but why is it so crucial? Yeah, I think for me, it, it starts biblically. 
if we take back to what I consider, and I'm sure you would agree, most important missionary that was ever sent was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and we read Paul's account in Philippians 2 of like just a part of the process behind that sending. When Jesus uh, was sent, God the Son sent by God the Father to come to earth to, to save mankind, that a huge definition of who Jesus was and what took place there was the fact that he was practicing significant humility. And that humility was a strong characteristic in Jesus's move towards saving us. And I see that as the, as the most important uh, missionary moment in history. You know, God the Father sending, God the Son. And if as, you know, this great missionary, it required that Jesus used humility that it was that he was willing you know to to see himself as the bible would describe um but that he would not consider equality with god something to be grasped to make himself um a servant to become like man all of these actions being sign of signs of jesus practicing humility and if that's the example that we were to follow um as a matter of fact the reason why Paul shares that story is to encourage us to let our minds be like that, let our attitudes in how we relate to people, how we treat with one another, our brothers in Christ, and to even um, strangers to be a reflection of how Jesus moved, how Jesus functioned. And and the way that he did it was with humility. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me. I think that it is it is humility is not just a nice addition to the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. I think it is impossible to truly reflect Christ's likeness, to truly model Christ um, in life, on the mission field, in leadership, and not be, you know, showcasing high levels of humility. Um, and I think I agree strongly with what Natalie would have shared. Um, just on the practical level of how um, humility is needed to show that consistent um, sense of dependence on God, that we recognize that uh, God is really who is leading us. We are being directed by him and we have a responsibility as Paul challenges us in Romans to consistently you know, present our bodies as a living sacrifice, which I think is another humility statement, is that you're consistently bringing yourself, bringing my thoughts, bringing my desires, and laying them down to prioritize what God is saying and what God desires. I think that's where humility begins, but also we see it reflected in the way that we manage our relationships and throughout the Bible, Many of the things that love calls us to do are really acts of humility. When the Bible calls us to, um, you know, treat others better than ourselves, you know, when the Bible calls calls us not just to be peacekeepers but to be peacemakers, you know, mm. <laughs> those are those are signs of humility. You know, when the Bible invites us to be long suffering, those are signs of humility. So even in the in the greatest, you know, this 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 greatest expression of Christianity, of this greatest expression of God, which is love, embedded in love is humility. So I think that it is essential for our Christian journey as 
Christians, like without the leadership title, the missionary title, the whatever other title, as a Christian, walking in humility must be a core part of who we are. But it becomes even more critical, even more needed when we begin to wear caps like leader and missionary and pastor and husband and yeah. wife. Humility is essential to, to our Christian journey. Yeah, so those will be my my thoughts on that. Yeah. You mentioned some of those titles and, and I think as missionaries, especially there are some places where being a missionary is, I mean, being the lowliest of the low. Right. And and there are other places where I've been, where it's just by having the name, the, the title missionary, that it's like, you're immediately, immediately lifted up. I mean, you could be a missionary. That's an intern. You could be a volunteer. You could, they don't care. I mean, you're a missionary. You came from somewhere else to this. Oh, we just honor you. And we just, and you, and you know, after several months, then, then years and, and uh, you know, you can start to say, yeah, yeah, I kind of have sacrificed a lot, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, Emily, I kind of turned to you. I hadn't prepared you necessarily for this question, uh, but, but how can we, I mean, we, we always say humility is important. We all literally Dario, it was the Philippians two passages is uh, iconic. And right before that, it says do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility, value others above yourselves. I guess my question would be, how can we be careful that it's not a false humility? We've all kind of known that, or even maybe seen it in ourselves, you know, like someone gives us a compliment and it's like, Oh, oh no, all glory to God. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, but you can see, you can see that in, 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 you know, on the other person, but also I can feel it in myself that it's like, Oh, that felt good. You know, that felt good to get that. We know it's important. We know it's essential. We know it's even a core characteristic of being a Christ follower. How can we kind of take care to not just have a false humility because, Hey, we're doing an episode on this thing. And so we're going to all just say that we're the most humble people. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've got a bazillion thoughts that, that are running through my mind all at the same time. I think, um, this is a really important conversation for somebody that is in a position of leadership. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the reason why we bring it to this specific podcast, because we know a lot of the people that are listening to this specific content are becoming leaders or are leaders. And when I start to think about humility, I try to figure out what are the things that are the opposite of it then, right? And so as you ask, like, how can we, how can we know or how can we be humble without this false humility? Um, and to me, it's very clear in the Bible um, that the opposite of humility is pride. And um, pride is one of the seven deadly sins. It's one of the things that uh, is going to trip you up for the rest of your life <laughs> if, you, if you don't have it under control. And I think the more success that leaders have— um, I know that it's really hard sometimes to get through the Old Testament passages of, you know, when you're going through all of the kings and all of the chronicles and all of the, all of the, you know, just the history of Israel and Judah. Um, but what you constantly see is the ebb and flow of kings that are like, this is my heart. I'm totally seeking God. And then you have another king that comes up that's like, I'm totally seeking myself. And what happens to that king? He crumbles and falls. And then there's another king that comes up and he's totally seeking God and there's success and there's peace and that there's another king that seeks himself and he totally falls. And if you literally just when knowing that we were going to do this podcast, I um, just Googled Bible 
pride, right? Like that's all that I, all that I Googled. And I'm just, you. there's a bazillion verses that you can read. So I'm just going to read you the first three that are on here. Proverbs 11, two, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. Proverbs 29, 23, one's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. Proverbs 8, 13, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Oh, wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I think some of the ways that we can know that this is not a false humility is when we have some of that self-awareness, right? And I know that this is something I being very open and vulnerable with whoever is listening to this podcast. I know that as God has continued to bless the leadership of what I do in missions, my daily prayer has been, God, please keep me from being prideful. And um, people that pray with me when we're in ministry settings know that one of the most common phrases that will come out of my mouth when I'm praying is, God, continue to give us things that are too hard for us to do. Mm -hmm. Because if they're too hard for me to do, then my immediate reaction is going to be that you're the one doing them through the service that we have, through the obedience that we have to you. And um, I identified in my own life easily 12 years ago, I identified that pride is one of the things that uh, could creep up and crumble any ministry that we ever were a part of or crumble any relationship that I ever was a part of. Uh, because it's easy for somebody that has a lot of success to say, look what I did. Look what I'm a part of. Even when God is in it, it's really easy for the eye to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So when you say that, you know, I think, I think a lot of it is self-awareness and asking God, show me these areas mm -hmm. where I'm not humble or show me the spaces where it like, j let's just walk into it saying my natural tendency is going to be pride. Mm -hmm. So show me God, I'm asking you God and God will be faithful to that. He will show you. And will we be listening though? Are we ready to hear what it is that he has to say to us? Well, even as you're talking, um, I'm thinking of meetings where I've recently been where, and this is confession time, folks. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I need to confess here, but like. I receive your confession. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Pastor Emily. That's right. <laughs> by uh, grace, I was forgiven. By grace, you are forgiven. As yes, well. yes. I haven't even said it. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so, you know, there, there have been some meetings that, I, that I've been in where every, everyone's sharing, everyone's talking. And I have had this moment in my mind where it's like, I know better than these people. Like, I mean, I'm embarrassed to say this, but like there've been these times where I'm just like, why are we taking so much time? I have the solution for this. <laughs> I know what we should do. And, 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 and having eight people in the same room and we all have to listen to everybody when I'm the authority on this subject. And, and like, as I, as I, as I think about that, even though in those moments, it's like, I think Dario, you said to be not just peacekeepers, but peacemakers, like it requires humility to really say, I'm going to listen to everyone's, to everyone's perspective. Mm -hmm. I've thought of even some general superintendents, literally they're general superintendents. And for those who don't know in the church of the Nazarene, our highest office is general superintendent. And I've had some general superintendents that are much better experts in the Bible, are um, amazing in leadership. And I've seen them sometimes taking notes in a, in a yeah. class. I've seen them taking notes uh, during a sermon from somebody else. And I'm just like, I never want to lose that. You mm -hmm. know, I, I don't, I don't want to lose the spirit of learning, mm -hmm. you know, and, and even though they could probably say, 
I've preached on that sermon 23 times, you know, I mean, I've got, I know it all. Um, you know, they're saying, well, what would God want to tell me through this other servant through usually much younger, by the way, you know, maybe a, a generation or two younger, uh, that they're hearing from. And, and so I am confessing, but I'm saying, this is something that is constant. I think Emily, yeah. you said like, this is something we continue. We've never arrived. We, mm-hmm. we will constantly need to remind ourselves of this. I think humility as well in um, maybe Natalie, I'm going to ask you ask you a question and see if you feel this as a younger person than I am. <laughs> I'm not old yet, but okay. I'm not as young as you are. <laughs> you look young. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I guess what I'm thinking about is being humble. It feels like a very Christian quality, right? And, and the reason why I ask you to answer this because you've just come out of like a um, university type setting and you've got a lot more space in your world for where you're not just ensconced in the, in the church life, right? Like a lot of my life is a part of church life. And so what do you think, um, my, my tendency would be that people want to hire people that are humble, people want to have them on their team, people want to have them as, as supervisors and things like that. But is that a wrong feeling? Like, do you feel like if you are a humble person that somebody wants you? Or do you feel like if you're a humble person, somebody's gonna be like, well, I don't want you on your, on my team. Like you're, you're just nobody and you're not strong or like, what are some of the things that you see in your own world? Well, I think humble people, everybody wants humble people. They are so um, open to hear everybody. They mm-hmm. are so, um, they welcome everybody. They are so, as you were saying, they don't have, oh, I'm here. I know everything. Yeah. So, um, and this is something I was reading as well. And I've seen, um, I have lots of people, leaders, I've seen they are so humble and they want first to hear from others. Mm-hmm. And probably, as you were saying, Scott, they have the answers. They have lots of things to say, but they do prefer to hear. Mm-hmm. And you're able to see that they don't they don't rush in saying things like, I, I want you to hear what I'm saying, but like, I do want to hear what you're saying. Right. Who doesn't want to be heard? Yeah. yeah. So I think humble people like yeah. yeah everybody wants them I think humility is interesting and Scott it reminds me of one of the biggest things that um, is a criticism of John Wesley is that he teaches about holiness and like that is his like when he's going to go in all in on something it's holiness <laughs> and um, but there was never a moment in his life where he said I am holy right because that's not a humble statement to make <laughs> So I think it's in the same, even in this, you know, 25 minutes that we're talking about this, like we don't know how to um, bring up the humble person and say, yes, I'm, I'm <laughs> humble, you know, like I'm proud of my humility. <laughs> it's, it's, you can't say it. You just right? can't say it. So I think that's Why where, not? exactly. I, like, do we need to shift culture, you know, like, do we need to not like elevate the humble, but even just like, you know, the, the Philippians two passages is like that's what we exalt about Jesus Christ right yeah. is that like and so I think humility somebody else has to see it in yes. you and call it out and yeah. that's where I'm going with the John Wesley thing is we would say he was living a holy life when he was here you know even if he didn't call it out on himself but if you're calling it out in yourself then you probably have a little bit of self-work yeah. to do yeah we do we do need to to elevate it absolutely but we need to elevate it in others right right Dario yeah when Emily was sharing I remember when I was at Bible school, I read a quote in a book. I never forgot it. It said, humility is such a funny thing. 
that the moment you say you have it, you lose it. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it always stuck with me, you know, like, you can't be the one claiming your humility. Right. <laughs> Listening to Emily, it reminded me, um, because I see in this age, like we have in this age of self-promotion. Yes. And in, like even in Instagram, <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because sometimes in the profile description, I've seen people saying humble. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, okay, good to know that. <laughs> so it's like, like self-promotion of that, you know, they are like that. As you were saying, others need to see that in us. And, right. and so we need to be aware of, we need to work on that, on yeah. being humble. Yeah. And as a community, call it out in people. Maybe that's like what the challenge is, right? Like if I see that, Natalie, that was a really humble response. Like being able to call it out, kind of that, like I see this and, you know, like maybe we can do that better as a Christian community even mm -hmm. and help elevate other people in that. Yeah, Dario, what do you think? Yeah, I wanted to add on uh, something that Natalie would have shared with me, which I think is so critical as we talk about humility and just how there seemed to be, I remember... I can't remember what it was that we were studying about, but it was tracing the history of of leadership development uh, material. And this guy wanted to prove that, you know, that as obviously people have been writing on leadership and personal development for a number of years. And he was highlighting that there was a period where leadership And, you know, these high positions, self-development, most of the content written on that was focused on character. So there was a day where, and this is not just Christian, this is also in the quote-unquote secular world. There was a lot of emphasis on strong character, having attributes like humility and fairness, etc. And then there was this radical shift from character to personality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So mm -hmm. we're... It was not much about who you were anymore, but how you present yourself. You know how you how you how you are seen and how you are viewed. And all of a sudden, we live in a culture that is so driven by self promotion, mm -hmm. because the you know the culture celebrates and promotes persons who are seen and heard and who are perceived in a particular type of way and who are able to market and promote themselves. You know, we have um, social media platforms, Instagram and YouTube and all of these different things. Like, you, you could actually be be labeled an influencer. Like, that, that's, a, that's a title to, to pursue these days. Influencer, you achieve that oftentimes through a lot of self-promotion, a lot of showing yourself And and I think what that does, it now creates this even deeper conflict tension for the believer today because it's not just happening in the world. It happens to in, in Christian circles, you know. Um, you're, you're a preacher or you are um, you work in some type of Christian ministry or missions and you want to build your following online and, you know, you want to promote your services, etc., And it can drop back into just a lot of self-promotion, a lot of showing self, a lot of presenting sometimes. Sometimes you can see it's clear arrogance, but mm -hmm. oftentimes there's this gray area where you're not too sure which line, which, you know, like, like, like are you towing the line on or shifting away from, you know, the value of humility 
into one more of a prideful, arrogant uh, disposition. And I think this conversation is critical because we have so many young leaders, young believers, young potential missionaries um, who will be growing up in such a culture, in a culture that rewards and values yeah. self-promotion um, and oftentimes in a negative light. And how do we continue to walk and live out humility? How do we continue to walk and live out an attitude which lives in submission to God, uh, but also attitude which, you know, elevates others above ourselves and to be able to successfully navigate in this culture, which, you know, seems to be promoting and celebrating the opposite. Uh, So I just wanted to to highlight that for, you know, young leaders, young missionaries who will be hearing this conversation, who, you know, I know you may have your, your plan to be, now developing your social media engagement and growing your following and, you know, pursuing the influencer stand, but also encouraging you that that can be achieved. You can achieve that by not compromising um, the character that God expects and calls us to. And that humility is not a bad thing. You know, it's not, uh, it doesn't make you soft. It doesn't make you, you know, you know, any Caribbean we love to say, yeah, God call you to be humble, but he'll call you to be no fool. You know, meaning that if you are if you are too humble, that people will take advantage of you to that that perspective. And that's not true um, in, in the essence that it is meant. You know, like we can model Christ-like character and still be able to achieve the things that God has called us to. So I just wanted to highlight that. Thank you. And, and kind of as we wrap up, like, I didn't know this conversation was going to go in that direction. Not that you kind of brought it up. And now Dario, you've, you've talked about it too. Uh, it is remarkable that truly what we reward in social media is actually, if you're good at social media, we don't reward character. We don't reward in ministry. We don't reward in ministry, the person that's just an excellent pastor or an excellent missionary. I mean, you could be excellent at social media, but none of those things, but you get more followers and more influence and more platform. And um, meanwhile, how many pastors do we know that are doing an amazing job, just influencing? Truly, if you want to talk influence, like their community is impacted because of them, but because they're not on social media, because they didn't, you know, write a book that then was promoted by so many people and they're not all being interviewed by by all these other magazines and other places. It's like, oh, no, we're not going to take them seriously. Not as much as this other person. Right. And um, it has caused me, even as we've been talking right now, it has caused me to really rethink, like, how do we measure influence? You know, I think that once we once we make it to heaven, that God's going to, God's going to kind of, kind of help us to realize that person with all the quote unquote followers, the person that was just excellent at self-promotion maybe isn't the one that God said, this is the person that, that I want you to emulate. This is the person that I want to be the model. Is that, is that kind of uh, similar to what you were saying, Dario? Yeah. And when you mentioned, you know, you get to heaven and you get heaven's report it always reminds me you know this 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 one portion of scripture that does scare me the most in the Bible you know in, in Revelation I think I mentioned it here before too you know just the verse in one of the letters that Jesus sent to, to one of the churches and he basically told them that they have a reputation that they're alive mm. but really they're dead you know and and one of the things that social media is so good at 
is giving you is creating a reputation. Wow. And oftentimes we could we could accumulate this reputation of being something that we are not. And I think it just goes back to this whole conversation that we're having on humility in that the reputation you want to build, the individuals you want to be. Mm-hmm. We don't or I should say it this way, we don't only want people to be able to to say that about us. But we also want God to be able to say, or most importantly, God to be say, God to be able to say about us, because and I think what I've mentioned it before, you know, people put you know humble in their in their status because in some in some spaces humility is no fad, you know, is is it is fancy to be to be humble, you know, we we use phrases like the humble brag, you know, <laughs> so. It is so important that when we are building reputations, that we are more concerned about what God thinks than what others think. And if you're building a reputation that God is pleased with, humility must always be a foundational um, value and characteristic in our lives. Yeah. Thank you, man. You guys are, I love this. I love when we get into a subject, I didn't know where it was going to go, but you're bringing things out, even of the Bible, you know, one of the churches in, in revelation, you have the appearance (laughs) of, of having it all together, but that's not what we measure uh, discipleship on. You know, this has been so good. Uh, I'm sure there are other people that maybe have a different quote, uh, different passages that have come to mind. Emily, where can they get a hold of us if they'd like to continue this conversation? You can find us on Facebook at the Worthless Servants Podcast. You can also find us online at mesoamericagenesis.org. Awesome. Well, um, it's ironic because we've talked about humility and we are the worthless servants. That's why we call ourselves that because it's like, hey, you know, we've talked about this before, but I mean, we're serving and we're not asking for anything in return. So we are the worthless servants. I'm Scott Armstrong. I'm Natalie Franco. I'm Emily Armstrong. And I'm Dario Richards. And we will talk with you next time. For more information, visit us on Facebook or at MesoAmericaGenesis.org.